Hi, I'm Femi Longe. I'm co-founder and director for innovation at the Co-Creation Hub, well, better known as CC Hub in Nigeria. So we're, we're a social innovation center and we support people using technology and innovation to solve real problems in Nigeria and building uh, world-class businesses. Welcome to the African Tech Roundup, bro. Thank you. It's actually quite a pleasure to meet uh, another part of the uh, CC Hub Nigeria team. Um, I had the pleasure of interacting with Bosun recently um, at uh, at a recent gathering of uh, of African hubs in, in Johannesburg. Uh, so it's really quite a pleasure to have you on the show, man. Same here. Pleasure to be here. Here's the other thing. Congratulations. Uh, we've been reading about the, the, the big deal that uh, you guys have uh, landed with Facebook, starting their first hub in collaboration with you guys in Nigeria, their first of its kind, yes. first of its kind in West Africa. Congrats for that as well. Thank you very much. Thank you very mm. much for mm. Here's why you're trending of late, though. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here I'm speaking about you personally, not just uh, not CC Hub, not uh, the work you guys are doing in, in, in the Nigerian ecosystem. And it's good work, and uh, not just because Facebook thinks you guys are dope. Ah, uh, <laughs> there's this manifesto, buddy. Yes. What's it called? Startups for Africa, the manifesto for the development of a thriving community of African European startup ecosystems. Yes. Yes. Now, tell us about it. <laughs> so, so it's 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 an interesting document that I saw for the first time um, about two weeks ago. Well about two weeks ago in Nigeria, when someone shared with me um, as a document that had been doing the rounds within the European development agencies and was going to be presented for discussion at the Euro EU Africa Business Summit, which I attended in Cote d'Ivoire last week. Um, and I saw the document. Well, I stumbled into the document more or less um, <laughs> at, at the event because... yeah. We're actually invited to the event by the German uh, technical development agency, GIZ. And one of the things we'd done at the summit was to bring 15 startups from across the continent uh, to give them the opportunity to pitch and share what they're doing with the people at the event, corporates, investors at the event. And so as part of the conversation, during one of the side sessions, we're actually supposed to bring the startups together to talk about their experience um, during Pitch Drive. Pitch Drive is uh, an event we did in August where we took 15 startups across five cities in Europe to right. meet investors and the local ecosystem. Wait, can we just pause there? How did that go? Went very well. Went extremely well, actually. Um, a few interesting deals have come out of it. Um, a few of the startups have also expanded. Um, actually, one of the startups, by the, on the day Pitch Drive ended, they opened their London office. So mm, it's uh, nice. um, so it's it, it it went it went pretty well it went pretty well, um, and again the intention and we did that in conjunction with Google for Entrepreneurs, and the intention is to keep that as a as an ongoing initiative. Um, again, part of our own practical work to get startups in Africa showcased, but also to see how they can get support from the European ecosystem. Right, so so right. so being being the EU Africa Business Summit, we thought okay that that's actually good environment to get the experience of those startup founders um, around the trip and around their experience beyond the trip in terms of fundraising, raising funds, as well as trying to scale their business within the continent and outside the continent, only to get into the session and the session was taking over. 
and became a one-hour session for us to discuss this manifesto. Wow. Yes. Wow. And okay, so yeah. look, I mean, <laughs> one assumes also the fact that, you know, this initiative being hosted on African soil in Abidjan yeah. and given the the PR we saw leading up to this event, you know, inviting yes. people to 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 apply and I know specific invitations being made to specific ecosystem players yep. to like rope in the right people to be in the room. I, I suppose you sensed and, and others did too, that this was a huge opportunity for like a real exchange of, of ideas and a real, a meaningful bridge to be built. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and we thought, okay, well, this 2017, we're having a conversation in our land. Surely it will be a conversation at a different level from the kind of conversations that happened in the past, especially if we say collaboration is the, the primary core. Um, when, when we got into that session and we saw the manifesto, I mean, I, I glanced at the document. I, I, so I had seen that document before because it was sent to me by email. I looked at it and I was irritated. But when I saw it in there and then and actually went through the content of it line by line my anger increased and so tell me why you were initially irritated like what what got you because there were certain things that leapt out from the page for me you know reading the first few pages uh, but like what got you on the very first page you'd see the authors of the manifesto um it's a professor from portugal who was at the event. It was a, uh, a lady who's an investor and a lo and lobbyist at the EU lobbyist um, from Spain and a young African. And my natural curiosity, I decided to go dig in who exactly are the people behind this manifesto. The young man works in IT at the European Commission. The, the only thing that's associated with him is an organization called Impala Bridge. But if you go on the website of Impala Bridge, Impala Bridge sounds like it was created to give him some sort of credibility for the purpose of the manifesto that's being written. So if, so if you go to Impala Bridge's website, um, and I'm just pulling it up now, it's all about the EU-Africa Bridge, agilely enable and connect startup ecosystems. And then you have the, the logo of the authors of the manifesto, Startup Europe comes to Africa. So what irritated me was when I looked at the content, it, sound, it was supposed to be reading as if this was a co-creation of Europe and Africa. But when you look at the authors of it, the name of the organization, it's not Startup Europe and Africa, it's Startup Europe comes to Africa. Sure. Now I'm a student of history and I know Europeans have been interacting with Africa for centuries. Um, and most times, the, the, the journey is good in one direction and a nightmare in the other direction. Goodness me. Um, and you went all the way there, bro. But I keep, I have to keep, keep have no, to. keep it going. Keep it going. I have to because we have a saying here. They say, they say a river that forgets its source is bound to run dry. Right. And they also say those who forget their history are bound to repeat it. Yeah. So, 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 so what's the, the whole, Startup scene and digital innovation scene means to me, it's more than economic. It's actually our own tool to leapfrog development. Yeah. It's our. It's own the best tool. chance we have, actually. It's at this the best point, chance we have. I don't know what else we've got going in terms of like, you know, writing the wrongs of the past and giving 
the next generation a chance at catching up with the rest of the world. I, if it's not going to be tech and innovation, I don't know what it will be. We don't need to catch up. We just need to write a new alternate future. And you know what I meant by catch up? I actually meant, I just meant in terms of what human beings are, are entitled to. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't mean catch up as though we're behind in some way. I mean catch up in terms of they've been having it. You know what I mean? But, 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 but we, we are behind. But see, it's our opportunity to stop being, to stop being the, the basket case of the world. The one that everybody has to give aid to. The one that has problems that everybody has to solve. The one that needs help. It, it's our opportunity. And so, so for, for me, seeing this, it just sounded as if the hard work that young men, young women, old men across the continent, old women across the continent have been doing to grow this ecosystem, just sounded as if it's all going to be appropriated. I looked at the content of the manifesto. I initially looked at the content of the manifesto. Later on, I decided that I'm not actually interested in the content as much as the process. But I looked at the content and even in the tone of the content, it still had that same patriarchal, patronizing tone that always characterizes interactions between Africa and the West. Case in point, page three, I'm on the second to last paragraph. Well, somewhere in, you know, in the middle, it says several African startups are becoming relevant. Yep. And well-known. And we are witnessing examples of the emergence of a vibrant startups ecosystem in cities like Lagos, uh, Nairobi, Cairo, Cape Town, and Johannesburg, with many initiatives led, led from local and international players. The relevance of African continent is demonstrated, and of course I'm reading as is, the relevance yeah, of yeah. African continent is demonstrated by how ecosystems like European players, like for example, SAP, Orange, Telefonica and BFI are following the same path. Yet evidence demonstrates that there is a lack of very successful African high growth startups, scale ups, and unicorns. Like at dissonance right now. Like just, just re sorry. And we're in the forward because I haven't even gotten. Sorry, is this the forward? No, no, no. We're on page three. Well, you're, you're, it's, it's a part. It looks like a part of the forward. Yeah, it's part of the forward. We're in the yes. forward here, folks. Yes. This is what Africa has apparently come together to sort of agree and unite around in terms of a manifesto for our startups ecosystem. Is, isn't it interesting here? It says Africa EU community, it says. Jo. Yeah, so, so here's what angers me. Jo. An American will not be writing a manifesto for the EU. Jo. An African will not be writing a manifesto for the EU. A European will not be writing a manifesto for Australia or for Asia or for India or for China. Why should it be okay for them to write a manifesto for us? And if it is supposed to be a collaborative manifesto, then why aren't we in the room when it's being written? So Femi, let me ask you a question. Let me play devil's advocate. I mean, I, yes. I'm scheduled to have a conversation with uh, one of the authors, Emma Fowl, yeah. Um And I'll certainly put, you know, uh, these sentiments forward to her and I'll ask her some very, you know, tough questions I have lined up for her. But on the first page, I mean, uh, the logos presented, they are Startup Europe, European Commission, and... SEC2A, well, Startup Europe uh, comes to Africa. This is for us. I mean, uh, you know, why are you so mad? Us being Europe. Yeah, like, what do you, what would you say to her if she said, well, this is our idea. I mean, we're not trying to force it on you. This is just our idea for what we think a, a suitable relationship or a mutually beneficial relationship could look like for, for Europe and Africa. The, the title says Startups for Africa. 
It doesn't say startups for Europe and Africa. It says startup for Africa. So here's the thing in, in the dynamics of our relationship up till now. It's always Europe has something, Africa doesn't have anything, and Europe is coming to support Africa. Mm. As far as startups is concerned, that's not, the, that's not the relationship or interaction we want. We want to engage with Europe on the basis of value, on the basis that Europe has things that it needs that we can provide, and that we may have some things that Europe has. We may need some things that Europe has that we can get. So it's a genuine value exchange. It's business. It right. is an exchange of equals. So one player is not below the other player. And at that level, value is determined by both parties. So the way this is structured, again, it's structured as, as if Europe is coming, Europe, European ecosystem, which is more advanced, is coming to help the African ecosystem. Mm. But there are things that African ecosystem has that Europe wants if, they, if they're going to be honest with themselves. So the European ecosystem, like every other ecosystem, at certain levels, they're in collaboration. At certain levels, they're in competition with each other. Um, recently, the president of France has said that if the president of the United States is going to be hard on foreigners coming in, France is going to become more open. Because let's not kid ourselves, there's a war for talent. And also they're an aging population. Um... Right. Every country, every continent is looking for the best people, the best companies of the future to come establish on their continent. Yeah. Europe is not coming to Africa to, give, to do charity as far as startups are concerned. Yeah. Europe is coming for value, just as the Americans are coming, the Chinese are coming, the Indians are coming for value, and we also want to be going everywhere else too for value. So if we're gonna have a, if we're gonna have a manifesto that's around collaboration between the two continents, the starting point should be to have key players across both continents in a room or in a virtual room, agreeing what the value is that both parties need and what the value is that both parties have to give. And on the basis of that agreement, we come up with the priorities for that manifesto and we outline in clear terms the value that both sides are giving and getting. Yeah. We don't structure a manifesto that treats us as beggars, which yeah. in many ways is the, is the way this thing sounds. No one, no one who is seriously in the game are even just like dipping their toes as a serious business operator within the the innovation space within you know within VC within angel investment within startup founding could look at this document and take it seriously. There's just absolutely no way. And 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 here's and here's what 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 worries me: the players that are driving value in the ecosystem as is are not hidden. But also, they knew where to find everybody when it came to um, filling up a room for a for a day or two yeah. in in Abidjan. They knew they knew where to find everybody for that. It's 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 a it's a mindset thing, yeah. and that mind and the mindset that crafted this is what is what I think we need to contend against. Yeah, because if yeah. we if we play along with this, we'll play along with this to our detriment. I'm on your article right now on Medium. Yes, dude, you've, you're at well over a thousand claps. Yes, <laughs> on Medium, that's like quite an achievement. Yes, the Twitter storm that was created on on social. It's resonating. Like, what are you seeing as some of the the most consistent threads in terms of pushback that you're engaging with? At, you know, as this sort of comes to a head. Probably didn't say this at the top 
Um, you wrote an article on 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 Medium. I, I, it's really worth punting. You know, just jump onto Medium and and, and 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 search startups for Africa. This is not our manifesto by Femi Longe. Yeah. Go ahead and follow the man. Um, yeah, you, you started a movement this past week, bro, and and I don't mind plugging it at all. So, what what are yeah. you seeing from the people? What are people saying? To add context, so I I wrote the article after I got back to Nigeria the day after the summit, and it was it was nagging behind my mind like someone needs to say something about this um, because if if we didn't, suddenly it becomes a document that someone somewhere is using for a proposal that is EU funded that is supposed to determine initiatives that are to grow our ecosystem and resources that should actually go to the kind of things that are actually working on the ground will be depleted into this, which I think will be a waste of resources. And so, and so I felt the need to, to say something about it, but not just to say something about it, to throw in, in the article, firm call to actions, because I realized what could stop this in its track was if my words were echoed. Yeah. And the response I've gotten overwhelmingly has been, yes, we're glad you spoke up, spoke about this. We agree with what you said. Um, and the reaction we've gotten from the authors of the article in many ways have reinforced the reason why I wrote the article. What happened? So yesterday, so yesterday we discovered at least at least I know of four people, including myself, leaders, drivers in the ecosystem who were blocked by startup EU Africa on Twitter. Wow. I mean, they've, they've, they, they've unblocked us now. Wow. The fact that their reaction could be to block and at the same time say, well, we're interested in a conversation. For me, that's contradiction. Wow. For me, for me that's contradiction that my mind, like, my mind cannot, cannot... We're here for you, but shut up. Yes. In fact, no, stay outside. It's not even yeah. shut up. Stay outside. Keep talking, but out outside. Interestingly, the startup EU Africa responded to my medium post with a comment. In there, they said, "Well, we already stated in the forward that we want to collaborate. We want to engage in conversations. Come join our network." But they blocked me on Twitter. Oh my word! So that tells you: is collaboration really the intent? Part of my role in CC Hub is driving. Um, design thinking initiatives and opportunities for uh, stakeholders across sectors to collaborate and create solutions to problems together. Yeah. Not solutions for people, but creating solutions with the people. Yeah. There is a mindset that drives co-creation and collaboration. And that mindset, if that's the mindset that you actually have, you will not write a complete manifesto with priority areas and then expect people to come give you feedback afterwards. See, that's an analogous to the old way of innovating, where you have research scientists in a lab somewhere who create a solution and then convene a focus group to come help you test the solution that you have created. That's different from when you actually co-create a solution with people. Involve people who are your end users in the actual creation process because they're the ones that actually understand the experiences that they're going through. Also, this isn't an app. Again, like we alluded to earlier, we're talking about Africa's best chance at yeah. at making the future we all know every citizen deserves a reality. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be like overly dramatic or anything, but those are the, that's what's at stake here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and to be clear, 
we do want to collaborate with Europe. You know what I love about the fact that this came from you? In the week leading up to this event, there were quite a few debates on, unrelated debates on, on social media about the health of the ecosystem, the players in the ecosystem, the legitimacy of those players, who has a right to sort of set mandate, yeah. um, who's doing better, um, the role of sort of special interest, who's, who's getting preferential treatment, um, are outsiders running it, you know, yeah. um, who's, who's safe to play with. How excited should we be by big name brands, you know, positioning themselves as, as, as sort of, uh, champions of our, of our emerging tech ecosystem? And I, and I'm speaking now corporately for the continent. All of these discussions were happening in different, you know, pockets of the internet in different forms about special things. And of course, being that you are a co-founder and, and a director at CC Hub, you know, Nigeria, you guys are often the, at the epicenter of those debates because you, you have to keep in mind this big, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you have to keep in mind this big uh, vision for where it's all going and, and what Africa is going to look like when we're all, you know, when we're all getting it right. And you have to figure out how to have mutually beneficial relationships, value-driven relationships with key players that you know not everyone's happy with, you know? Yeah. Uh, big tech brands at the same time you have to sort of engage governments who don't really care that you or, or perhaps don't care as much as they should that you exist and what your needs are you have to deal with impatient media people like me who feels like everyone could be doing a better job and you have to sort of just be in in nigeria and just keep a brave face and then you get invited to a place like this and then you're inundated with a document that's seemingly all about you but doesn't involve you or doesn't care about you yeah. And and that's why I feel like you are so perfectly placed given everything you do in the ecosystem as an activist, as a participant, you know, as an arbiter, as a broker. It had to come from you in a way. It had to come from you because from anyone else, it might have been argued like someone's got a chip on their shoulder. Well, I will some may still feel that there's a chip on my shoulder. But, but, but dude, but, but, I mean, come I, now. I, I, I get I get that. I'm just I'm just kidding. But yeah. but, but here's the thing. In the article I said Normally, I won't speak, but the, the way I felt on the plane coming down to Nigeria was if I didn't speak, I would have been complicit in this, even though I know better. And even before CC Hub, I've been involved in bilateral conversations between Europe and, and Africa in the past, between Germany and Africa in the past. Often in those conversations, our voices are typically silent. Unfortunately, too many times we defer to the white skin. I know this sounds harsh, but some, some truths we need to tell ourselves. Yeah. And I've learned over time that I, I judge you not by the color of your skin, but by the content and your intention and your love towards me. So if yeah. I find something that I feel is not in my favor, it would, be, it would be a sin for me if I didn't speak up, which is why I felt, okay, someone has to say this. But also, I guess the kind of position I had at the conference too, because I was there with startups, but I wasn't exhibiting. So, my, so a, a bit of my, my position at that conference was from an oversight standpoint, which meant I, I had perspective. You weren't preoccupied? No. I could see, I, I, I actually I actually was involved in conversations about the agenda, or at least my, a part of the agenda that I was a part of, mm. which was not the same for most of the people at the conference. They just attended the, the sessions 
based on what, what they found there. And so because I had had that backstage access, it would have been a flaw for myself. It would have been a fault if I actually didn't open up and speak out and talk about what I saw that wasn't right. Yeah. Um, like I said, we do want to collaborate with Europe. We're, we're involved in several interesting engagements with European countries. With that, when I say we now, I mean Sissy Hub, with the Netherlands, with um, with the Germans. Um, recently, we were we took the startups on a tour of five cities: London, uh, Amsterdam, Berlin, Zurich, and Paris. And in every single one of those countries, those cities, we were speaking to potential partners. So collaboration is at the core for us. And collaboration with Europe is important for us. Your your chip is not so big that you don't realize how we all need to work together to, to win. Absolutely. I'm not saying we don't. So, yes, even in the article, I said, I, I'm not even saying we don't need a Europe-Africa manifesto. If really the document will go anywhere. But I just believe that if any such thing is created, it needs to be created in a conference of equals. Yeah. For me, that's critical. You can't be determined. You can't be saying what my pains are when it's not as if I've lost my voice. When I have a voice, I speak to my pain. You speak to your pain. When I speak to my strength, you speak to your strengths. And then we use that mix to find a fine balance that works for everybody. Even in a consultant-client relationship, I mean, the client, get, the, the consultant gets briefed, man. You know what I mean? Correct. Like, even if that's what you're assuming here, that okay, we're assuming a consultant basis because we're coming from Europe. So someone has, a client has told us to get this work done. At least you would engage with the people that you're... Yeah. That you're like also, people. what's the brief? What was the brief? That's one of the questions I, I'm going to ask. Like, what was the brief? What mandate were you given and by whom? And and given that mandate, like, what did you say to them in terms of who you were going to rope in and how you, you were going to go about extracting insights and, and making recommendations? You know what yeah. I mean? Making this list of what is it, uh, six main themes? Like, how did you arrive at that? You know, I'm not saying that those themes don't touch on things that we should be talking about, as you, put, as you point out. But I mean, how do you arrive at them? How, how do they come before, say, maybe five or six other things that we might feel are more important in this context, Correct. you know? Correct. So, yeah, I totally get you on that. I totally and, get and, you. And, and here's the thing. So my leanings, my personal tilting as a person is towards Europe when I think outside the continent. You mean as opposed to North America? Or, as opposed to North uh, America or Asia. Right. I, I've lived in Europe. I haven't lived in North America. My philosophy on, on startups is more consistent with the European approach than the Silicon Valley approach. Right. So Europe is, and Europe is close, is close enough to our continent that I know and I expect that we should have engagements. So I'm not a, I'm not a Europhobe in the sense of, no, Europeans stay away. no. I, I believe in the EU experiment. I believe that there's value that Europe and Africa can get off each other. And I believe it's value that we should actually pursue. Just not like this. Yes. So, so which, which if, if, you, if you read everything I've written, I kept, I've kept emphasizing one thing. The process is as important, if not more important, than the product. The process with which we come about the, whatever joint statement we have is as important, if not more important, as what as the content of that joint statement. Every time we relegate the, the content, uh, the process, in favor of the content, because people will look at it and say, well, what they've written here is not bad. I can't, I can't own 
what I was not a party to writing. It's a, it's a social contract. Right now, I have no ownership of this, which is why, which is why the, art, the title of the article and, what I, and, and the hashtag is not our manifesto. Because if this is supposed to be our and our here being Europe and Africa. You know, you put it well earlier on where you said this is positioning to be a cornerstone document for future yes. engagements. There, so the assumption, a lot of the assumption is that our there even means Africa. Mm. Our there means Europe and Africa. Because this is not, this is because even the, even the people driving the European ecosystem, this is not their manifesto. We started a process to write the manifesto recently for the Yaba ecosystem in Nigeria. All the players within and outside the ecosystem were there physically at the hub. The priorities came out of extensive conversations on the ground by people there. The content yeah. was written by lots of different subgroups of people who were a part of the process. It wasn't CC Hub drafting a manifesto for Yaba and sharing the manifesto for Yaba with the rest of Yaba ecosystem and asking them... Which frankly would have been easier, been, right? It, it would have been way easier. It would have been way easier because yeah. you ha- now you have to chase people, people who have other priorities. But you know what? It's best it becomes something that is collectively written. What makes, what makes the Constitution of the United States, the Magna Carta, what makes those documents still relevant and strong centuries after they were written was because they were co-created. It wasn't a few people in a room crafting something or two people in somewhere crafting something and then placing a token in the middle. Which unfortunately is what lobbying as an industry has turned into, isn't it? It's special interest sort of finding ways to, to game a system in order to sort of push agenda forward. And I think this is a great sort of segue to what I feel will be one of our last few questions, which is what do we do now? And I love some of the suggestions that you, you provide at the end of your, at your article, because I, they were practical. And I think the next step is share mm. your thoughts, like go read the, the document, the, this, this manifesto, go read it and like figure out for yourself what, what rubs you the wrong way and what the proper one should look like and share those. So, 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 he, so here's, so here's my thought and it, it may conflict with what you just said. So I don't, don't read this manifesto. Don't. You're the sniper today. No, don't. All right. So don't, don't read it. Don't read it. What do we do? So I had one task when I wrote that article was to stop this manifesto in this track. And I kind of have a feeling that that is, that has been yeah, achieved. Yeah, that's been achieved. I, I think at this point, I don't, I don't know if, is it still breathing? I don't I, know. I, I, think <laughs> we, I think we'll be making a mistake if we start from this manifesto. I think we need to start from a blank page. I feel you. And we need to bring the, the players together. It doesn't have to be physical. There's this thing yes, called Skype. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, so here's the, so, so, Yeah, we can have a, quite a few so, people so in one here, room. So here's part of our problem as a continent. Part of our problem as a continent is we always wait for outsiders to convene us before we convene. Hey, sh- preach, brother. It's, it's part of right, it's part man. of our problems. So I think so. I think I think the opportunity that this whole conversation gives us is for us to actually convene ourselves to have a conversation and have an African position. Not wait for next no. year's EU summit, no, EU not, Africa not, summit. Before we before we have that conversation about an EU Africa position. Like what's our position? I've been involved in international meetings with Europeans. Whenever you're going to you, these meetings like, like the EU Africa Summit, months in advance, several think tanks across the continent, big and small, come up with position papers 
about what Europe's, Europe's priority should be as far as the meeting they are going to. The position papers look at it from conflicting viewpoints till they reach a common agreement on what the main position should be. So they go to those meetings well armed, very clear on their priorities from the meetings, backed by empirical data. Our own folk don't realize that they're actually going for a meeting until they need to apply for visa. We go into these conversations with the expectation of let's see what comes. And we're going to confront yeah, people who as have opposed to thought with empirical data, with research about what their priorities and what they want to get out of. So the guy who comes with a clear goal is more likely to achieve it than the guy who came to see what comes. They also say the person who gets to write the minutes, the person who, who publishes the, the contact report so, before so, everyone so, else. So, so, for, so, for, so yeah? before we yeah? engage in a conversation with Europe, we need, to, we, need to, we need to have a conversation with ourselves. What, what, what are we doing? So that we're speaking with one voice. Of course, understanding that the realities in our different markets vary. But I'm not going into that conversation to speak for what Nigeria needs at the detriment of what Zimbabwe or Zambia need. I'm going there to speak for what the continent needs. I'm going there with an understanding of, okay, the continent actually doesn't need one thing. For players that are at this stage of their evolution, this is what they need. For players at this second stage of evolution, this is what they need. For players at this third stage, this is what they need. But also, more importantly, it's our opportunity to identify what do we have to give. From a mindset standpoint, that's probably the more important bit. Because you see, we, we, we've grown up in a continent that for centuries, all our life, it has been pumped into our heads that we have nothing to offer. And we have internalized it. And the world's doing us a favor at every... Correct. They're hosting a conference for us. I mean... Grateful and accept it. Is, is, ...is grateful. I mean... And we don't realize that we have lots of stuff that they want. And because we, what we have, we don't consider it valuable. They tell us it's not valuable. And so we throw it on the garbage heap. And they pick it from the garbage heap and turn it into value. And sell it back to us as value. So the opportunity we have to actually start the African conversation too is our own opportunity to instill a sense of pride in what we have to offer. So that when we go into the conversation around a joint manifesto, we're going into that conversation with our pride intact and we can ask, but at the same time we can offer value in return. And we will not let them talk down our value. Because we know it is value. So we need to have an African conversation. And, and in, in, a number of people have reached out to me to say, how do we start this? Which I think is probably our, our, our next step. And then while that our continental conversation is happening and we're coming to our point of priority and we're turning into, and that's the other bit to why, why that is critical. At the moment, our governments don't see us as a force. They still prioritize the people who are bringing foreign aid over we that are creating value and they can't see us as a force until we come together because individually we are weak but as a collective we are a force so it's part of the reason why we need to have first our own internal conversation let's define ourselves as a force 
let's know that whatever we say in this Africa-EU agreement, we can back it with our strength, the strength of our collective. When we reach an advanced stage in our own internal conversation, then we can have a conversation with the externals, being the EU in this case, and we can have that conversation from a place of knowledge. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at your article and I'm going, okay, I totally get it. I mean, you had your rifle yes. out and... Something else has to rise from its ashes. Is that, is that something else that arises? So Boson said something, uh, which, which, which is, is also critical to note here. So these guys may not have written their manifesto out of malice. But here's the thing. There was a vacuum. And because we didn't step up to fill it, they, they stood yeah, up to We need to take it. responsibility for that. Nature abhors a vacuum. Yeah. Once there is a vacuum, something is going to come to fill that space. And we can fairly assume in this case that we haven't done what yes. we needed to do. That's just true. That's, that's just so, true. So like I said, we stop it in its tracks. Let them understand that we will not accept it in the way it's been done. We can't end with killing what they've presented. Because if we kill what they've presented and we don't create a replacement for it, someone else will. Look, I'm putting my hand all the way up. Um, the team and I here at the African Tech Roundup. Just listening to you, just the, the richness of what's come out of yes. this single conversation with you, Femi. And to think that we are legion in the sense that the, the voices, yeah. the, the skills, yeah. the expertise yeah. that are yet to be channeled into this, into this undertaking. If, 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 yeah, you, if, you, read that, if you read the article again as well, I also identified some of the people that need to be in this conversation. It's not just the entrepreneurs or the ecosystem players. They're, they're, the, they're policymakers. They're, not, they're young Africans who are in our governments, who work in our ministries of ICT or whichever ministries are responsible for overlap over, uh, or our finance ministries or whichever ministries have functions that overlap and affect what we do. They're young Africans at the African Development Bank. They're young Africans at the AU Commission that need to be in this conversation. They are our local investors, local angel investors, local VCs, bank people. Diasporans. Diasporans. Now, creating that convergence is not going to be easy. I'm under no illusion that it's going to be easy. That RSVP list is going to be crazy. But here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. the, big, the big thing that stopped, usually stopped us in the past from converging has been the cost of converging on our continent. It's expensive to travel. Now we have social media, we have the internet, we have What's our excuse Skype. now? Now what's our excuse? Now what's our excuse? I really do want to thank you on behalf of the many people who, who don't get to have a mic in their faces week to week like I do. I'm, I'm sure many people will agree with me in saying like, thank you so much for doing this and your call to action is, is well taken. I imagine everyone listening to this right now is going to chew on that for a while and I'm hoping they're going to come out of that with a sense of, okay, let's get this done. So, man, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's, it's not going to be easy. Like, like I ended the article with, if we don't step up to write the future of our continent, other people will. Unfortunately, the future they will write for us most likely will not be the future we want. That is so true.